Welcome to the Hornet Football Report with head coach Zach Harrell. This podcast is brought to you by Athens Screen Printing and is part of the Hannigan Media Podcast Network. Remember, get all of your spirit gear at Athens Screen Printing. Now, here's the coach. Good morning, fans. This is Michael from Hannigan Media. We're in the office of Athens head football coach, Zach Harrell. How you doing today, coach? Doing great, Michael. Thanks for coming by. All right. So, uh, big news. Lights going up. Looks like it's going to be beautiful out at Bruce Field. Yeah, we're excited about that. Hope uh, the plan is that they're going to be rocking and rolling on Thursday night uh, when we play our JV and freshman here versus Lindale. So, we're excited to have new lighting, huh? I think it'll add to the atmosphere and the playing performance of Bruce Field. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. That it had gotten a little it had gotten a little dim so and I know part of that was because people knew that the new lights were coming. So That's they're right. here, it's gonna be awesome. Um you're coming off a week off. But I know that it really wasn't a week off because, uh, you know, last time I saw you, even though you were supposed to be in your rest time, right. you were working your butt off. So what's up? Yeah, we had a good, uh, and again, I call it the bye week. I know Michael doesn't, but I call <laughs> it the bye week. We had a good bye week. We uh, we practiced, got after it Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday uh, and prepared that early preparation for Lindale with also fo- focusing on fundamentals. Uh, and so it was a great week. Uh, and then we gave the kids off Thursday. We did get, you know, we had more off time than we normally do because we also want to rest and recover uh, and get those guys that are banged up uh, back, back healthy for the second half of the season. Uh, and so we felt like we did that. And then we came to work on Monday uh, and started our, our Lindale week. And you have gotten to this point healthier than you have been in the past. Yeah, we feel like for the most part we're extremely healthy. Uh, we've had a couple guys uh, dinged up uh, the last couple weeks, but we have no major injuries other than the you know our kid that we lost in the first scrimmage, uh, linebacker. Uh, but other than him, we've been we've been we've avoided any major injuries which you know like you said last year that wasn't the case uh which again in this district if you're gonna compete for one of those playoff spots you have to be healthy uh, and we feel like we are in a good spot uh coming into this week and then you have four games left to the uh, end of the regular season at this point yeah obviously four and two coming into your uh open week and uh at that point a lot of little nicks. I mean, we say you're healthy, but if you're a football player and you yeah. played six games, right. you got bumps and bruises no doubt. and stuff like that. Yeah, that's just part of the sport. Uh, you're not going to play six games and not have any any minor injuries. There's going to be sprains and uh, bangs and bruises and those types of in- injuries because that's just the nature of the sport. Just the nature of the game. So speaking of the game, did you take some time to look back over the first six weeks and come to any great conclusions about your team? Well, we, you know, in the bye week, we, number one, we obviously prepared uh, as much as we could for Lindale. Uh, but we also did, you know, we looked at the first two district games as a staff and tried to really focus on, you know, key mistakes uh, that prov- that hurt us in those games and you then try to fix those things on the field. Uh, and, you know, offensively what jumped out at us is, you know, r- really 
and we've played pretty well uh, for the most part. If you look at it from a statistical perspective, you know, we're averaging. We've had over 400 yards uh, in every game we've played. I think we're averaging 470 a game. Uh, and in both district games, we were at 450 and 560. Uh, so we, we've moved the ball offensively. We just stopped ourselves in, in, in the two district games uh, that, you know, the, the times we haven't scored. And it's just, just minor things, you know, a, a false start here, uh, you know, taking the wrong step, uh, running the route uh, at the wrong depth, uh, you know, and again, just minor things here and there uh, that, that we got to focus on is, you know, the defense will make plays at times. Uh, and we got to focus on in practice not building, uh, you know, practicing as close to as we're going to play on Friday nights as we can to build those good habits. Uh, because, again, those things don't just get fixed all of a sudden on Friday. you got to practice those habits. And so that's why we really, again, tried to focus on the small things. Uh, and practice this or last week during the off week, uh, and, and hopefully, offensively execute at a higher level uh, moving forward. Yeah, one of one of one of the great cliches of football is that it's a game of inches, and it's such a truism because there are little things that go unnoticed that make huge differences. Right in games, when you're talking about somebody took a. 90 degree step instead of a 45 degree step when they came out or right. you know they ran their route on the left hand side of the hash instead of the right hand side of the hash right. and a lot of little things like that to make a huge difference alright so we're getting ready now for Lindale to get back into this Lindale you're going to be on the road uh, Lindale 4 and 3 uh, you're 4 and 2 um, tell us a little bit about Lindale yeah, Lindell, you know, coming off, you know, last year they were state finalists, uh, lost in the state championship. Uh, they, they graduated a lot of seniors, but they've done a great job of reloading. Um, they're playing a, a lot of new players, uh, but they are a really good football team. You know, the record's really misleading. They're four and three. They've had a chance to win. Uh, you know, their three losses were in non-district. They're three and oh in district. Uh, and they've had a chance, they were, had a chance to win all three of the games they lost. Came down to the fourth quarter, and the other team made plays, and they didn't execute. If you watch the district games, though, they're executing. They're not making those mistakes. They're not turning the ball over. Uh, you know, you watch Chapel Hill and Henderson game against Lindell. In those first halves, uh, Lindell caused a lot of turnovers uh, and was able to build some big leads in the first half of both of those games uh, and then we're able to hold on in the second half of both of them uh, and just because they're executing at a really high level they're not turning the ball over uh, they're very well coached uh, and offensively you know that their quarterback is one of those returns from last year number 17 Sam Peterson uh, he is playing exceptionally well uh, they're running him about 13 times a game during district uh, and, and kind of relying on him with his feet and his arm. Uh, their receiving core is very experienced. All four of their top receivers are returners. Uh, and so that's the experience of their team. Uh, they're in defensively their defensive line. Uh, their defensive line has been able to put pressure on the quarterbacks. Uh, again, you look at their district games. That, that's been the difference. They've, they're, they've been able to generate pressure with four. Uh, and, you know, their secondary 
is younger. Uh, they only have one returner in their secondary. Both their linebackers are younger players, uh, but their defensive line being able to generate pressure with four uh, and kind of rattle the quarterbacks has, has been really the difference for them defensively. Uh, they've moved their best player, uh, linebacker number 33 last year, uh, Colton Weidman, to defense end uh, at the far start of district, and that's been a big difference. Um, and he he's played really well. Their other defense end, number ninety nine, is also a really good player. So they they've done a good job of of rattling the quarterbacks and getting after the quarterbacks in district, uh, and that that's really led to some success defensively for them. All right. So when you when you explain what was going on with their offense, with their quarterback and their and their wideouts, I'm assuming that that's a spread offensive. Alignment, just by the way you were talking about it, defensively, I'm I'm guessing we're talking about a four man front yep. with with the way you described yes, the defensive line. Right. Um, so it sounds like to me one of the big keys this game, or one of the things we really have to look at, is your offensive line against their defensive line. That is going to be one of the huge keys, uh, and that's you know we preset to our kids it's going to be a great challenge for us. Uh, they're, they are a 4-2. Uh, they play a six-man box almost every down. Uh, and they they try to, like I said, create pressure forward, but they'll also blitz those two inside linebackers at times. Um, so it is going to be a great test for our offense line, specifically our tackles, uh, because their best two players on that defense line, uh, in my opinion, their defense, their two defense ends, uh, and which – you know, we feel like that's kind of our strength too. Uh, you know, John Hayes, we feel like is probably one of our most experienced battle-tested offensive linemen. Um, so I, I think it'll be a great battle to watch, uh, our tackles with their defense in. I also noticed if we go back, uh, a couple of weeks to your last game, you also, uh, used a tight end. I always call him a tight end. I think you call him a H-back. H-back. Yeah. Uh, you used the H-back. Uh, uh, Yudisky right. quite a bit, yeah. Uh, as a as a as a sixth blocker up right. front, which really it'll be interesting to see if you that'll give you six on six, right? And, and we do that, you know. That that's the great thing about Grant; he's very versatile. Where where we can go from uh, ten personnel to uh, eleven personnel without 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 subbing, uh, and you know. Not we're not always able to do that, but when you have a kid like Grant that can play out there in the slot and can also come in there and play the tight end slash H back, uh, it, it makes it makes it more difficult uh, because the defense can't you know change personnel to match and they don't know what you're in based on your personnel. So that that's a big advantage for us. So for listeners, what we're talking about when you talk about ten personnel versus eleven personnel, you count the running back, the running back. There's one running back and then tight ends. So ten personnel, one running back, no tight ends. Right. Eleven personnel, one running back, one tight end. Yes, sir. And Grant is really great because he can flex out and yeah. and play really well as a wide out, right, out in the slot and come back in, which helps you create mismatches. Yeah, it, it does. And he he's a uh, he's done a great job for us all year. He's he's moved in and became one of our leaders. And again, he he makes us so. We feel like so much more versatile on offense because we can do more uh, when he's in the game. And you know, we we even last week we snuck him out, uh, you know, off a of play action. He was wide open down the sideline on a little wheel route from that 
from that tight end ace bat position. And so, you know, having a kid like him, you, you can just do a lot. Uh, when he, he's been a big addition to our offensive firepower. And schematically, that gives you a big help against uh, what the kind of a defense you're talking about that has so much strength up front. Yeah. Because if you if you can give yourself that extra second, right. second and a half, then maybe you can get the ball outside to your wideouts who might have an advantage over their secondary. Right, no doubt. Uh, and and we plan to, you know, again continue to use him in those roles, which which we have all year. Uh, you know, la- last week I think we probably were or against Henderson in it a little bit more just because we felt like against them it helped us it helped us in that game. So it's week to week on how much we feel like, you know, that formation uh, is beneficial to us versus a more open set. And on the other side of the ball, I know we've heard it the last two games in a row, but I think we're going to hear it again. Key to the, to the game is going to be controlling the quarterback and keeping him under Yeah, under it will wraps. be. Uh, and, you know, we've really got to try to create some pressure uh, and and make that quarterback make uh, him a little bit uncomfortable, uh, and try to, you know, get to him. Uh, we can't let him sit back there in their passing game, uh, and, and take time. We got to try to create pressure, uh, with our defense line and with some bliss packages. But he, he's, he's played really well all year. Uh, you know, he, he's a little bit different than, uh, the Chapel Hill guy for sure. Um, but he's more of a downhill runner, big, Big tall, he's about six four. Um, so he, Cam uh, Newton, yeah, yeah, Cam Newton. He probably throws a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> but they're uh, they're pretty formationally. Another thing about Lindale is they they are very, uh, you know, they get in a lot of different formations uh, and they try to create. You know, they move those receivers all over the field and try to create matchups uh, against you, and so. You know, we got to do a great job of not, they like to motion a lot, and we got to make them do a good job of not getting confused uh, with their motion and making sure that uh, we're lined up sound uh, and ready to defend them. That that motion also gives the quarterback a quick read yeah, where he coverage. wants to go. Yes. On the coverage and able to, able to find where he's going to go. All right. Well, Coach, I know that you've got a word of the week and some keys for this week. Why don't you run them down for us? Yeah, word of the week, and I kind of stole it. Uh, from, I was watching after A&M beat Alabama, I was watching the post game, uh, press conferences, uh, cause I, I, I try to watch, you know, coaches that I respect and that I think do a really good job. And Nick Saban, obviously, probably like most people, um, is one that I think has this deal figured out. Uh, and so I, I watch most of his press conferences, uh, and, cause I think he's real. I think he says what he really feels. I don't think he speaks in coach speak. Uh, and so that, those are the guys I try to listen to. And, and he was talking about, you know, they asked him about the game and, and he said his quote, you know, on why it went the way it did was he said, you know, they, they made, you know, they made two or three, four plays that, that were the difference. Uh, and if we would have made them, we would have won. And I, and I've said that a lot. I've said that before. Uh, which is true when you're playing good teams, but he then he went farther and said, you know, we didn't make those plays because everybody wants to win. And he said on Saturday, for us it's on Friday, everybody wants to win, and everybody's gonna play hard when they get to the game. Uh, but but the, the those plays are not determined 
when you get to the game. Those plays are determined throughout the week and how you prepare and, and how much sleep you get and how, what your mindset is on Saturday from when you wake up to when you play. He said all, when you have, he said when you play in the SEC, uh, Anybody can beat you, and that again, it, it kind of fits us. You know, I, I feel like our district's the SEC at 4A football, uh, and I've said that before. Anybody can beat anybody; they're all good teams. Uh, and when you have good teams playing, uh, then those plays are decided on how what happens leading up to the game, uh, not not when you get to the game. Everybody's fired up when you run out of the tunnel, uh, and so and and the the phrase he used to describe that was. You know, it has to do with your sense of purpose for the week uh, and your sense of purpose leading up to the game. And so our word of the week is sense of purpose. Uh, and, you know, to just really focus on, focus on what is going to drive us uh, and what, you know, if if Friday night playing Lindell drives us this week and, and we're focused on all week being a better football team, uh, and being a better football player, then we'll have a chance uh, to make those plays. But if our sense of purpose is, you know, Madden 21 or, you know, the or what I'm going to do on the weekend after the game, if, if all those things are my sense of purpose, then then we're not, the, the, the all the small things throughout the week, we're probably not going to take care of. Uh, and I, I think, man, it, it just hit me. When he said that, and, and so that's kind of what I focused on with our guys this week is we got to have a great sense of purpose, uh, and because when you play the teams that we're playing, uh, that it's going to be decided by if both teams play well by three or four plays, and how you prepare is going to determine that. So that, that's the word of the week or the phrase of the week, I guess. Uh, the keys to victory, you know, we, I've said it already. Want to play sound defense. We want to make them earn it. Don't want to give up any easy scores. Uh, you know, when, when you know, last against Henderson, we gave up two or three that were just too easy. Uh, we got to play better defense and make them earn it. We can't stop ourselves on offense. Uh, got to eliminate self-inflicted wounds, false starts. Uh, you know, taking the wrong step. We got to control what we can control. We need to get after the QB. Uh, try to get as many maroon helmets to the to him as possible. Uh, I'm going to win again. This has been number four all all year in district, and we're over two. Uh, one win turnover battle. Uh, you know, we've yet to cause a turnover from a defensive perspective in district. You know, we, we've really tried to focus on that this week, uh, and then we we got to do a better job. You know, all three of our turnovers in district have also been touchdowns, uh, which that that's pretty that that can decide a game. Uh, so we got to take care of the ball. And then we want to we want to focus on special teams. Number five, having one big return in the special teams. You know, again, uh, a place where in district we've been on the losing end is the uh, field position battle, uh, and so we want to try to have it, some big returns to kind of flip that script uh, in the field position part of the game. All right, there you go, Hornet fans. This Friday. The uh, Athens Hornets traveling to Lindale to take on a team that played in the state championship game last year. That's right. Um, so they need you. So come yeah. on out, Hornets. Come to Lindale and uh, uh, cheer on your team. This is going to be a great one. The start of the end run, four games left on the way to a possible playoff berth. 
Make sure that you're there for it. Coach, thanks a lot for bringing us in. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you. If you can't make it to the game, you can always listen on Athens Classic Hits Music Station, KLVQ, 94.5 FM and 1410 AM, or online at network1sports.com. Go Hornets!